Hello, beautiful girl. <laughs> Are you recording right then? So I got I got a, a snack for recording today, and I got us these gummy cinnamon bears, which I love so much. But I didn't anticipate that they were going to be this chewy. So we're going to real sticky. Yes, yeah, so we're going to set those to the side. Those are going to go away because we definitely can't record and. I know I didn't and know you eating those. We'll be like, <laughs> I, I didn't know you started that yet, so I apologize for the. That's funny. Okay, let's start over. Hey, girl, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Great. I went to the doctor today. How did it go? It was good. He, um, it was good. I'm healing beautifully. I'm everything looks looks great. Good. Yeah. He, um, he was like, "Do you have any pain?" And I was like, "Well, I mean, yeah, it hurts." And he's like, "Yeah, I mean, but like incision pain, whatever." And I'm like, "Yeah." So <clears throat> I have six holes in my stomach. Right. They go all the way around, like my ab muscles, and then the biggest one is at my belly button. Ugh, but belly the buttons freak me out. But the one on my belly button just itches, which is great because that means that it's healing. The one that hurts is actually the smallest incision and it's over like right on top of my right rib. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's the one that hurts. And he's like, wow, that's crazy because that's the one that looks the best. I'm like, I know. I'm like, but it really hurts. Like if I like hunch over or if I stretch, like it really, really hurts. And he was like, okay, well, and he's like looking at him and he's touching him. And then he goes this one here. And I'm like, yeah, that one. And then he pushes really, really hard. <laughs> and I about pissed myself, literally. Like, Samantha, it really fucking hurt. Yeah. It really hurt. So I said, ah. And I, like, jumped back and I grabbed his hand. And then I went all mommy on him. And I, like, leaned forward. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I scared him. And he, like, leans back. And he, like, puts his hands up. Like, don't shoot. Puts his hands back. And he's like, I don't think anything is wrong with me. But I'm really sorry. It really hurts that bad. And I'm like, clearly... Like, it really hurts. Why did you push on it? Why did you do that? Like, so aggressively. Like, he was like, boop. Anyway, the reason is because he was checking for a hernia. But I'm there's like, no, I haven't. But there's no hernia. I haven't lifted anything. Like, I'm really using this to my advantage. <laughs> I'm like, kids, I can't vacuum. Kids, I can't mop. Kids, I can't do the dishes. Can't do nothing. 10 pounds is, honestly, 10 pounds is like nothing. Yeah, I mean, how much does a gallon of milk weigh? Mm-hmm. I don't know either, but probably probably like seven pounds. Doesn't a gallon of liquid, a gallon of water weighs like seven pounds? I think that's true. It's a good question. No idea. Mm-hmm. I think it's true. Anyway, but I am healing and I'm good. I'm good to go. Very nice. Yeah. And um, I Jim brought me over his leaf blower so that I didn't have to rake my yard, which was really, really cool. Yeah, it's the biggest pile of leaves I've ever seen. I think. Yeah, we'll post it because then, of course, I was like, Bridger, let's jump in it. And he was like, can we, Mom? And I'm like, uh, yeah. So we'll post a picture of me and Bridger in the leaves. It's yeah. huge. Like, it's a it's lot. Cute. It's a lot of leaves. It's so many leaves. And <clears throat> half of my trees haven't even dumped their leaves yet. And your dog loves it. My dog loves it. She's so funny. I've never seen a dog play in leaves before. Oh, she loves it. She's into it. Yeah. So that that's fun. Yeah. Oh, I even forgot to even tell you about this yet, but Farah from Conversation Cabin messaged us again today, just wanting to check in again on you, and she's Aww. so sweet. She says she's been thinking of you and sending you all of the good, all the good wishes and been praying for you since, since she heard. She's so sweet. She's so nice. So, shout out to Farah. Yeah, that's we, really nice. We really, really appreciate you always checking in. Yeah, that's really nice of her. Very, very nice. So, all right, well, we are... We don't have anything else to catch anybody up with. No. We're pretty boring. Oh, man. 
I need to get better so that we have action. Yeah, it's so boring with you just chilling. I know. I need to bring some more chaos and to I our just, lives. I just like go to work. I know. That's stupid. I'm over that. <laughs> I'm not vibing with that. It's almost time to go to winter hours though, so that's cool. <sighs> Whatever. I get off an hour earlier. So Woo. That's cool. Woo. I, get to, I go to work an hour earlier, but I get off an hour earlier. So it really it doesn't really make a difference. It really doesn't matter. At all. <clears throat> oh, man. Today we are going to, if you remember from, what was it, probably about a month ago? For what? That we did this last. Oh, God. She just pulled out the ultimate serial killer trivia book. Can you hear me tapping? Oh, my God. Oh, oh, Samantha, about books. Guess what I found? How? Why'd you hit me with the book? Guess what I found about books? What? Do you know, Samantha, since you're bringing out a trivia book, and I know that I'm probably about to get schooled because my mind is not <laughs> back yet. And I picked hard ones. Oh, Thank you for that. Yeah. That's awesome. Then everybody will think that I'm stupid. Do you know off the top of your head where the first public library in the United States was? was? Virginia. Wyoming. What? Wyoming. The first library in the nation is in Laramie County. It's in Cheyenne, and it's still standing today. Like public library? Yes. Oh, that's wild. Isn't that crazy? That's really cool. Let's go. Load up. Yeah, let's go. Let's so do that's it. That's a long drive. <laughs> it is a long drive, but um, but it's not that long. I mean, people in in like big cities make the drive uh, like every day. That's I their know. commute. Yeah, that's true. But um, but we'll post. Uh, I'll post that fact on our IG, or you will. I'll send it to you, and then you can post. Okay. it Okay. But <laughs> that's cool, though. Let's go. But yeah, no, that would be cool. I but bet it's haunted. Um, AF. For sure. Absolutely. But at any rate, because you just pulled out this book, which made me, my mind go to, you have a library, technically a library, and which, but, and I have just waited for the chance to tell you that little bit of information. That's the, really cool. Yeah. The first library, public library in the nation is in Wyoming. Let's load up. Let's go. Mm -hmm. I bet it is haunted. I bet if we dig into that more, I bet it's haunted. I bet it's really cool. Me too. I'm sure that they've done additions and whatever, but especially... Wyoming is hardcore about history and preserving national, Nash, whatever. So I bet, <laughs> I bet it is like the basis of it is original. Probably. Yeah. Historical sites. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Wyoming is really big on that. They are. Yeah. So I bet so. And they just built like around it or like yeah. original walls showing or something. Or at just added to it. And I mean, whatever, but it would be very cool. So, I mean, We've got we've got snow actually in Wyoming. A lot of the state has um, snow, and our mountains are snow covered. They are, and then not this week, but next week we're supposed to get snow down like, here in town. Yeah, which is so maybe we'll have to do, plan that for the summertime. Yeah, because it's like going to be like nineteen degrees next week. So yeah. Here we go. We're gonna freeze to death. Here we go. Boop boop boop. That's cool, though. And I need to, now that my library is all cute, I should make a video of my library because I finished decorating it. Yeah, you should because it's really cool, too. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So that's awesome. We're going to do serial killer, killer trivia. Yay. Okay. I'm Tracy. <laughs> I'm Samantha. This is the Suspended Sentence. <laughs> all right. Before we forget, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Patreon, the Suspended Sentence Podcast. You can buy Tracy's book anywhere that books are sold, preferably Barnes & Noble. She oh smiles gosh. every time I say it, so <laughs> now do. that's why I do it now. Uh, 
IDP and the 13 components to criminal thinking and behavior. Perfect. And our email address, if you would like to email us, is the suspended sentence podcast at gmail.com. And if you haven't yet, please leave us a rating and review on either Spotify or Apple. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's see You're how. Ready? Let's see how on it I am. Dang it. <laughs> I feel like you did the easy ones last time. I did. So that's great. Some of these I didn't know. So I was like reading through this and I was like, I've never heard of you. Really? Yeah. So. Okay. Here we go. What shooter killed because she didn't like Mondays? What shooter killed because she didn't like Mondays? I don't know, but I like that. Do you like that? That. That is like... want to be a shooter? Just another manic Monday. This is awesome. Brenda Spencer not only was one of the most unbelievable... uh, Had one of the most unbelievable motivations in serial killing history, but she was also America's first ever female school shooter. Oh, okay. I don't like it. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. (laughs) She retracts her statement. Yeah. In January of 1979, Brenda Spencer, a troubled child from San Diego, California, fired 36 rounds out of her home's window at children waiting outside the gates of Clover Cleveland Elementary School. Spencer, only being 17 years old herself, uh, killed the principal and a custodian. Eight children and police and police officer Robert Robb were also injured. Um, so the principal and a custodian are the, the ones that died. Upon her arrest... And eight children. They didn't die. They were oh. wounded. Which isn't any better, but... No, yeah. Thankfully, they didn't all die. Right. In 1979, that was the first school shooting in American history? No, she was the first female school oh. shooter. Um, upon her arrest, Spencer told police that she did it because she, quote, didn't like Mondays and thought the shooting people would liven up the day. Well, I'm certain that it did. Yeah. Um, the first female school shooters, because historically, there are not, like, there are not very many female school shooters. No. No. I mean, the ratio is, like, one to 200. Significant. Yeah. yeah. This also inspired the famous Booms, Boomtown Rats song. Do you know who the Boomtown Rats are? No. I'd never heard of them. A song called I Don't Like Mondays. Oh, I was just going to freak out if it was Manic Monday. <laughs> I would be like, oh. What if that was funny? I, just, I did think it was funny that you started singing because I was like, oh, it inspired a song. Oh, that's not funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't like where my mind is going these days. <laughs> At all. That's wild, though. She was like, I just don't like Mondays. Mondays are really boring. I think I'm just going sit to sit on my couch and shoot people. And not just people. Children. Yeah. At the school. But it's probably opportunity and whatever's right there, right? So, yeah. I mean, if it would have been an overpass or a mall or something, it was probably just that's what's convenient for her. Right. Because she didn't have to exert much energy. Holy crap. Wild, right? I had never heard of that. I was like, no, that's insane. There was like, I mean, Wyoming doesn't really have much shooting, like school shooting. No. Anything. The only thing I can think of is at one of the local colleges a few years ago, that guy with the crossbow, but he was going after his dad, who was a professor. Yeah, at Casper College, there was one, the one that you were just talking about, um, and he sh- he shot his dad. Only yeah. his dad, right? Yeah. Right, but there was, there have been school shootings. And there, there was, was actually, bomb. yeah, and there was actually one in um, Sheridan, Wyoming. Oh, there was? There was. 
Yep. Um, I want to say in the 80s. Okay. Yep. Nobody was killed, thank God, but... Was that one a bombing that was like... That was like old, though. That was like in the 70s or something. There was like that small town bombing one. But really, I mean, for the gun ratio here school shootings aren't really a thing honestly i remember in high school i mean during hunting season people had their guns in their trucks at school when i was in school we all had guns in the back windows of our vehicles and we didn't lock our vehicles but i mean and i don't know but i'm a proponent of this and i'm sorry if this offends anybody this is just my personal belief but my personal belief is exposure and education and because we in Wyoming are around guns all the time, mm-hmm. it's not like this big mystery or this big fat hairy deal. Like if somebody was to pull a knife on you, that would probably be more intimidating in Wyoming than someone pulling a gun on you. Yeah. Because you pull a gun on somebody, we, the person you're pulling it on has got one too, I promise you. Yeah. My husband's favorite story to tell is in wood, um, he took wood shop one year. You've told this story before. Oh, I have. And yeah, he went out and he went out, he was building a gun safe in wood shop. And he was like, oh, I don't know, like, how tall for my shotgun to go in this. And his, his woodshop teacher was like, throws him his car keys and he said, well, go get my shotgun out of my truck. And so he yeah. was, like, walking through campus with a shotgun, and measured it out, took it back, put it back in his truck, and that was yeah. that. Yeah. But, I mean, also, though, is, like, what, at 10, you take hunter safety and stuff, too? Like, I mean, that's yeah. often in schools in right. Wyoming. Yeah, I mean, our kids have guns in their hands and are learning about them before and what they do to animals and targets and whatever as soon as they can. Mm -hmm. My kids all had a a gun in their hands, I mean, as soon as they could hold one. Yeah. You hate them. I do hate them. But... I do hate guns. Not for... They just kind of scare me, which is why I don't touch them because they scare me. They should scare you. Guns should scare everyone. Mm -hmm. But... Okay, we digress. Sorry, we got on a tangent. No, that's okay. No, that's that's good. All right, back to serial killer trivia. Back to serial killers that kill because it's Manic Monday. Uh, okay, how many serial killers have actually been truck drivers? Do you can you have a guess on that? In America or in the U.S. In the U.S., how many? Just serial- take a random guess at a number. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try and actually because I think I know this statistic. Um. I think I think it's actually like in the 20s, isn't it? It is in the 20s. Yeah, it's like 20, 23, 25. 25. Yeah. Yep. Good job. That, that was actually on um, my forensic psychology final. Oh, really? Yeah, in undergrad. Oh, that's interesting. So it is 25. There was at least 25 um, former that, truck drivers. That have been convicted. I am sure that there's substantially uh, more. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Um, are serving, so at least 25 former truck drivers are serving time in a U.S. prison for serial homicide. However, the F- um, FBI does estimate that there's probably 10 times more unsolved yeah. cases, like you yeah. just said, that we just don't know that mm-hmm. they did it. So, and this is just under, remember, if you remember from our first episode of this, it tells you about it, and then there's some of these, like, did you know, which is just little facts, and I thought this was interesting. So, Edward Stewart, a truck-driving serial killer in Pennsylvania and Ohio, claimed over 24 victims before he was finally caught. Yeah. Wayne Adam Ford, a long-haul trucker from California, would pick up female hitchhikers while en route, kill them, and then keep their bodies in his vehicle for days before yep. dumping them. Mm-hmm. Timothy Vaderes, a truck trucker from Minnesota, would kidnap young women on the ro- side of the road, lock them up, and purposely torture in a t- built torture room in his truck. 
he would keep victims for up to six months. That's disgusting. Is that not wild? Yeah. I mean, I could I could see the days thing, but six months. Because, I mean, yeah. honestly, you could have him sitting right next to you in a truck and people would, I mean, you wouldn't, you would just think, oh, that person's asleep. Yeah. You wouldn't think anything of it. That's so wild. But that's why, that's why they're so good and they can get away with it for so long is there, I mean, it's a moving target, right? right? And when somebody goes missing, the perimeter of searching is, I mean, maybe 50 miles away from the last place that they were seen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but I mean, but you leave a can... state, I mean, you can, you can cross two states, two state lines in a day. Oh, easy. Sometimes even three on the smaller states. Right. That's uh, why that's why they're so good at it. And we've kind of touched on this next one though. So are serial killers drawn to the military? Yes. Why do you think that is? Um, are they drawn to the military, or mm-hmm. a lot of serial killers from the military? Drawn to in it, whichever way you want to take. Yeah. It. Yes. Um, why did you say? Yeah. I don't. I don't want to answer this question because if I say something wrong, it can be so offensive and. I have so much respect for people that have been in the military. So I'm just going to let you read the answer. Okay. I do I do have an opinion and I do, but I don't have any training or any expertise in veterans at all. And I, like I said, I have so much respect for that population of people. I, I don't want to answer that question. Okay. Is that fair? That's fair. Okay. So there have been many serial killers who had previous military experience but they seem to have two things in common. Military careers that were short-lived or none of them saw combat. Don't you think that is interesting? That is interesting because that would go against what I would, what I would think. So I'm glad that I didn't answer that. Because okay. I would think that it would have to do with something with PTSD and what they were exposed to and the, desensit- and the desensitization that war actually gives someone. So that's interesting. Right. So just for a few examples of this, and some of these might, some of these I didn't know were prior military. So Gen, uh, Dennis Rader, a.k.a. Yeah. BTK, served in the United States um, military as an Air Force mechanic for four years. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, was, I didn't know that. What, what was he in? Was enlisted in the U.S. Army in 1979 at the encouragement of his father, becoming a trained medical specialist. He was dishonor, um, dishonorably discharged due to his growing alcohol addiction. Oh. At the time of his enrollment, he had already killed at least one person. Holy shit. Gary Ridgway. I knew that. It, the infamous Green River Killer did a short stint in the U.S. Navy. Um, Dean Coral, a.k.a. the Candyman, was responsible for raping, torturing, and killing at least 28 young men. Um, while he worked as a radio repairman for the United States Army. Jesus Christ. David Berkowitz? Yeah. Did you know that? I did I not did. know that. Was one of the few military um, serial killers who was drafted to the front line. So he's the exception to the rule here. He joined um, the Army in 1971 and served in both the U.S. and South Korea. Um, both in the U.S. and South Korea. What? He served on, for, in South Korea as well. For their army? I don't know. That's what it says. Huh. Is it illegal to eat another person? <laughs> it is. Bizarrely, it's not illegal to consume human meat in 49 what? of the 50 U.S. states. Shut your mouth. The only exception is it is illegal in Idaho, which it is illegal. It is legal. 
which is legally able to sentence non-killing cannibals up to 14 years in prison. It's the only state. No way. <laughs> so I guess maybe it's one of those things that our government is like, do we need to make a law about this? Like, do we need another law on our books? Or is it just kind of like, we don't eat our own? Yeah, so for non-killing, which I don't know how you're... So what, if like you're... Mom you're a medical di- examiner. Or and if like- your mom, like, dies of natural causes, can you just be like, no, I don't want to cremate her. I think I'm just going to, like... Consume her. Turn her into burger. Like, what? Except in Idaho. You can get 14 years in jail for doing that in Idaho. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> so, there's that. Do you know which cannibal confessed to over 100 murders, including killing a celebrity's son? I didn't know this one. No. Alongside his partner, Henry Lee Lucas, serial killing drifter Otis Toyle. I've never even heard of him. Me either. Claimed to have taken over 100 lives between 1976 and 1984. Toyle and Lucas first met in 1979 at a soup kitchen in Jacksonville, which then they began dating. So they started seeing each other. Together, they drifted between Michigan, Florida, and Texas, creating chaos wherever they went. Both Lucas and Tool um, suffered, I don't know this word. A mirage of mental illnesses? I can't read words, apparently. <laughs> um, which Tool suffered from antisocial personality disorders and... Paranoia. Paranoia. Is that word really paranoia? Yeah. I thought paranoia was with an I. No. Okay, I'm just stupid today, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, By the time that Tool had met Lucas, Lucas had already committed murder. That was his mother. (gasps) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So they, across their um, vast region of terror, they carried out at least six murders, with Tool allegedly cannibalizing the remains of some of his victims. When the murderous duo um, was apprehended in 1983, Texas Rangers reported that they too had confessed to an unrealistic thousand murders. Holy shit. And I have never even heard of them. They were a couple. Yeah. And then they'd eat who they killed. Yeah. Honey, what's for dinner? What are we cooking for dinner? Mm. Oh, we're going to have the breast off of Mark. Yeah. We're going to do ribs off of Jim tonight. Give what it- the hell? <laughs> Given that both Tool and Lucas were Ill- illiterate and mentally def- uh, had mentally mental deficits, the police knew that they were confessing to murders that they didn't commit. Which I don't, I don't know. I don't know. However, Texas Rangers used Lucas and Tool's willing to confess to cl- um, close several of their active cases, much to the dismay of many people. But the team also confessed to the murder of six-year-old Adam Walsh. Oh. Son of John Walsh, yeah. host of America's Most Wanted. Tool claimed that he had picked him up in a Sears Mall parking lot, took him to a rural area, and decapitated him. While many cast doubt on the authenticity um, of Tool's claims, the murder of Adam Walsh was officially attributed to Otis and Tool in 2008. Oh my God. But another, did you know? Another major suspect in Adam Walsh's murder was Jeffrey Dahmer. I did know that. That's I so know that. wild. Lucas. It said that they were what? That they had cognitive delays? That mm-hmm. they were? Mentally, um, mentally delayed. Mentally delayed? And illiterate. 
and illiterate, but they were able to navigate from Florida to Michigan to Texas, which is not close. Right. Michigan is clear up and commit all of these murders without being detected for all of those years. But but they're saying that they're stupid. I, I yeah, I, I agree with know. that. Lucas and Tool claimed that they had um, they had committed the murders at the request, request of a cult called the Hands of Death. This was never proven, though. Tool, Otis Tool also married a woman in 1976, but maintained his relationship with Henry Lucas the entire time that they were together. Oh, interesting. <sighs> but to make it, for them to say that they committed a thousand murders in this crime spree, they would have had to travel 370 miles every day for an entire month to get that done. Mm-hmm. Tool claimed to have committed his first murder at the age of 14. Holy shit. All right, let's get out of cannibals, shall we? Yes, please, and thank mm-hmm. you. Are there any active serial killers right now? Yes. Mm-hmm. There is. At any given moment, there is one to four serial killers in the United States. According to FBI, there is at least 25 to 50 active at any given time. In the United States? In the United States. Shut up. When did they come out with that number? When was this book published? Oh, my God. 2022. Okay. Well, I graduated a while ago. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Wow, that makes us all comfortable, doesn't it? Yep. Sleep well. 25 to 50 active serial killers at any given time in the United States. So wild. Whew. Why is everyone intrigued with murder mysteries and serial killers? Because... <laughs> It's a good chance that there is one passing through your state right now. Literally. Isn't that wild? You'd think that, like, with security cameras and, I mean, everybody having cell phones nowadays, like, that number would be lower. No way. You want to know why? Why? Online dating. That's true. That's true. I was actually... You have access to anybody throughout the entire United States at any given time and the amount of information that people give strangers is absolutely astonishing. Yeah. You just give, I mean, fake numbers. I mean, because you can go to any sort of, you know, like, what are those What are those uh, apps called where you get a phone number? Those fake, yeah. Yeah, fake numbers or whatever where you just text whatever. And, I mean, you can, it's, yeah. I've been messaging with Natasha over at the Red Drum podcast. Oh, I yeah. love her. She's so sweet. And she sent me this yesterday, and I'm going to read it. She said, I did an online dating, and it started like this. Hi, I'm Natasha. Just so you know are aware, I've already called two friends from work, my mother, two of my sisters to let them know where I am. I've also shared my location with two of them, and I will need a photo of you real fast to send as a comparison to your profile pic that they already have. So go ahead and tell me about yourselves. Oh, my God. I love that. I was like, <laughs> that is the best message I have ever gotten in my entire oh life. Oh my gosh. I mean like the guy that's reading that is like, okay, she's psycho. Never mind. But I mean seriously, like that's- you have absolutely no freaking idea. No idea. No clue. And you can make arrangements to meet people at any given spot, at any given time, at any I mean and people drive distances for this shit. Well and some of the sites will tell you how far away somebody is. Like if you match yeah. with somebody like on Tinder and stuff, it'll be like two Tracy is mi- one mile yeah. away. Yeah. Like yeah. Miles, not that, I mean, I don't know. Right. That's a good point, though. So I, I feel like <clears throat> it's easier. And catfishing and. Yeah. 
wild. That's the other thing, right? Is, I mean, you get a fake profile up there and then you make an arrangement to meet someone and you could come across as being like, you know, I mean, just so that you feel comfortable, you meet me there, whatever. And, oh my God, yeah, no. So I agree with her. Share, tell everybody, where, send pictures of the person that you're, the profile at least. Well, I mean, you can do reverse photo sh- um, searches now too. Yeah. I mean. That's true. But technology is moving so quickly, like you really have to stay abreast of all of that in order to know how to use it or, yeah, you know. Scary world. Because honestly, like the the response to the evil comes after the evil. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we're always a step behind. Not always. But kind of. But kind of. Learn to shoot a gun and conceal carry. Seriously. Seriously. But that I didn't even think about that, though, because, I mean, I've been married for so long but yeah the whole let me take a picture of you now so that they can compare it to the photo that you have that's us i mean honestly smart though um, even if you can sneakily take one i i feel like the online dating thing i think you should facetime the person before you ever ever meet them in person yeah in my opinion you should have a virtual facetime and there's a million apps out there if they don't have an iphone you can Snapchat Zoom. video, you can Messenger, you can, I mean, a million different, you, Zoom. Yeah, absolutely. But you should absolutely have a virtual coffee date before you ever meet somebody in person. I agree with that. Then you can screenshot it or you can screen record it. Yeah. I'm going to meet this guy. This is what he sounds like. You've got facial, you've got like the whole everything. Yeah. So that if you go missing, at least there's something to give the police and absolutely. not just like... Oh, she a crappy met this guy off of Tinder. Right. Or some crappy, yeah, that you can't trace or some crappy surveillance camera that's outdated and grainy. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I, I go off a little bit. No, it's good. Uh, what lesser known serial killer was active at the same time and at the same location as Jeffrey Dahmer? Oh, I know this one. Read the question again. What lesser-known serial killer was active at the same time and the same location as Jeffrey Dahmer? That would have been um, not the Boston Strangler, the other one. Um, uh, what is it? It's something strange. It's the North, Mil- Milwaukee. Mil- Milwaukee Strangler. Mm-hmm. Yep. North Milwaukee Strangler Walter Ellis would sexually assault and murder seven African-American women between mm-hmm. 1986 and 2007 yep. in Milwaukee, um, Wisconsin. Ellis's spree began in October of 1986 when he strangled a woman named Deborah Harris and dumped her body in a lake. The very next day, Ellis would strike again, claiming his second victim with whom he would strangle and discard in a back alley. Strangely, Ellis then went nine years without killing again. That's very weird with serial Yeah, killers. bullshit. Don't you think? Apparently, according to him. Well, yeah, because yeah, he's an honest, <laughs> upstanding dude. I definitely believe him. But between April and August of 1994, Ellis would kill three more women and discard their bodies in abandoned buildings around the city. Ellis then disappeared for a straggling 13 years before striking again, this time strangling a woman and disposing of her in an empty house. DNA evidence soon linked Ellis to these crimes. Interestingly, it was discovered that Ellis had also been incarcerated on several different occasions between those crimes. Um, so he was stopping because he okay. was in jail. Okay, so he wasn't stopping because mm-hmm. he was seeking help. Mm-hmm. Ellis pled not guilty at his trial. They always do. Mm-hmm. But the evidence against him was indisputable. 
He was sentenced to seven life terms. Most interestingly of all, um, Walter Ellis was active at the same time, the same city as Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Wisconsin is one of the three states to have multiple active serial killers at the same time, California and New York being the others. Yeah. That's scary to yeah. have, like, more. I mean, one serial killer is scary enough, but to oh. have two serial killers at Having the same time? a serial killer loose at all in the United States is scary, but to have, I mean, California is, like... I mean, that's the hot spot for serial killers. Yeah. Because of population, right, I think, and just the... But, shoo. Yeah. Scary. Do you know who killed their own mother over concert tickets? No. Robert Lines was a big Avril Lavigne fan. Same. Same boy, same. I'm the skater boy. The <laughs> later boy. So much that when his mother refused to buy him concert tickets, he killed her. Oh, wow. So does it sound like, how old do you think this guy probably is? 13. 39-year-old of oh Chicago got in a heated argument with his mother, 61, when she refused to oblige her son's request for her to buy him concert tickets. Driven by rage, he then bashed in his mother's head with a cognac bottle and stabbed her nine times in the back while, and then poured chemicals over her body. Wow. He then drove around town, visited a local bookstore, and then called the police and confessed to what he had done. The police picked him up at the local Hooters. He reportedly um, suffered from a mirage, I learned the word now, mirage of mental illnesses and had recently been off of his medication. He later claimed that he was, it was never his intention to hurt her. He just got so mad. He was sentenced to 40 years in prison. Four? 40. Oh, did he get to go to the concert? No. Aww. His, his mom didn't buy her 39-year-old well, son thought, a I ticket. thought maybe the cops would. Entitled little <sighs> prick. Is that not... What <laughs> a brat. Is. Seriously, what a brat. You're a 40-year-old man. Seriously. And you're mad that your mommy won't buy you Avril Lavigne tickets? You're an I asshole. I was just so mad, but I didn't know that stabbing her was going to kill her. My bad. Sorry about that. God, what a... <laughs> Do you know what teen killer stalked a family by living inside the walls of their home? Oh my god, I do know this one. Um, la, la something, la, la, uh, Daniel Laplante. Yeah, this is actually so funny. It, it's story not time. Funny. No story time. You are doing some repairs downstairs, and so you have a wall that doesn't have sheetrock on it. Correct. Okay. And I made a joke when I was down there. Not doing some repairs. My damn foundation is leaking and I can't figure out where the goddamn water's coming in. <laughs> so there is a wall that has no sheetrock on it. And I, there's a movie called The Boy, which is about a, a boy that lives in the walls of this house and like, Ugh. whatever. And I made a joke to Coral the other day when uh-huh. I was down there and said, is that so that somebody can live in the walls of your house? And now lights stay on in the basement all the goddamn time, Samantha. She neglected to tell me that, but I am not kidding you. She has Scentsy warmers on every side of every wall so that she can see. That's so funny. I it's didn't know. It's not that, funny. My electric so bill funny. is going to be so absorbent. Well, so I didn't know this was like a real thing. Oh, yeah. It's a real thing. Daniel LaPlante was a troubled young boy who endured a miserable childhood. At 16 years old. Daniel became infatuated with a girl from from town named Tina. The two began talking over the phone, and Daniel told Tina, Tina that he was an attractive, blonde, athletic boy, a far cry from the truth. 
When Daniel and Tina eventually met up, Tina was horrified to discover that she had been flirting with a grungy, greasy-haired, acne-ridden boy who looked nothing like his description that he had given her. (laughs) Daniel and Tina went on a few dates, though, but then Tina broke it off with him, and she thought that she would never see Daniel again. But around the same time, Tina and her family began experiencing bizarre events around their home. Things would go missing, TVs would mysteriously turn themselves on, music would blare out of nowhere, and they'd hear knocks against the wall throughout the night. Tina and her sisters believed that they were being haunted by a spirit. Yeah. That would be my first thought, too. Absolutely. Because their mother had recently died, and so they thought, Um, like, mom's, like, here. After Tina and her family came home one night, they found their entire house in a complete disarray, though. There was even a, a message written in shaving foam on the walls. I'm in your room. Come find me. Oh, no. That feeling when you walk in your house and your house is, like, oh, yeah. disturbed is the scariest thing. I Absolutely. had my house broken into. I was probably, what, 19? Mm-hmm. And my living room looked normal, but when I went into my bedroom, all of my drawers from my nightstand were yep. dumped out, and my um, TV was laying on my bed, and I was like... Yep. Weirdly enough, the only thing taken was my birth certificate, but it's whatever. It's fine. That is weird. Somebody wants to become me, but... But you're right. That is, like, the worst, the worst feeling ever. When you're, you know somebody's been in your space. Someone's been in your space. You don't know, like, if they're still there. You don't Mm -hmm. know. Yeah. Spooky. So Tina's father went in and obviously inspected her room. As a good dad should. Absolutely. He opened the closet and found a figure concealing their face with makeup waiting inside with a hatchet. The family ran into the bedroom, into a, into a, into a bedroom, locked themselves inside, and heard the figure raiding their home. Tina managed to escape through a bedroom window and went to their neighbor's house to call police. When the police arrived, they found a, um, the house in dis, a disarray with no sign of an, um, an intruder. Two days later, Tina called the police again when the knocking started to return. This time, the team of police officers scoured the entire house from top to bottom. After almost giving up, the officer broke down a false wall in the basement, and behind it, they found a figure living inside um, the three-by-three-foot space, the boy, Daniel. He had been stalking and watching Tina and her family for over six months. Oh my god. Daniel would then go to a juvenile facility for a year. How is he eating? How is he peeing? Nobody reported him missing. Nobody was like, "How? what the fuck? How did this happen? I don't know. I mean, he probably would wait till they would leave and then like eat stuff out of their fridge. But how did he get in and out of there? I don't know. It's freaky though, right? Oh my God. Daniel would then go to a juvenile facility for a year. And then he was released in October of 1987. But he went straight back to being a delinquent. In December... He only got a year for doing that? What? Mm-hmm. So he was released in October. By December of that same year, he broke into, a, uh, into the home of a family in town, raped and murdered a pregnant mother, and then drowned her two young children in the bathtub. Holy shit. He was promptly caught and sent back to prison where he remains today. He's still alive? Mm-hmm. He was only 16 in 87. Oh my god. so freaky okay so these next ones you're not gonna know because you don't watch tv but i found them interesting do you know um what murder was inspired have you ever heard of the movie the purge yeah you have no no okay okay i'm just trying to sound smart (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i know you're not gonna know these ones because they're film yeah the purge isn't that where like it's a lawless 
12 hours or something. 12 hours where you can do anything, kill anybody, whatever, and you won't have any consequences yes. to it. So I've heard about it. Yes. But I've never seen it. Do you know what in, um, what murder inspired this? No. Inspired by political landscape of modern America, James DeMonaco, The Purge, asks the question, what would, what would happen if murder was legal for 12 hours? But for 19-year-old Jonathan Cruz of Indianapolis, Indiana, he took this question more than just the plot of a fictional movie. He took this question as a challenge. Cruz, self-proclaimed leader of the local blood gang, who would then shoot three men in the head in May of 2016. He said he chose his victims all at random, and police discovered the first dead body in on North College Avenue on the early morning of May 12th, dead by two gunshots. They then found the second on North Denny Street a few hours later, shot three times. The third victim was found in the driver's seat of a Pontiac in North Lin- Linwood Avenue, also shot twice. On the final night of Cruz's four-day reign of terror, terror a local girl tipped off the police about Cruz's actions and even um, relived that Cruz was motivated by a film. The girl told police that Cruz was, a dr- was her drug dealer and explained how Cruz had recently been bragging about shooting three men to death. She also revealed that Cruz had attempted to show her a video of one of the murders, which led to Cruz's arrest. <sighs> Incredibly, Cruz's phone was um, stacked to the brim with evidence confirming that he was guilty of this. One of his texts reading, I purge every, uh, every night now, since I'm dying, somebody else has to. Cruz sent his mother a screenshot of a news article about one of the murders, asking his mother to delete this after you read it. What the fuck would you do if I sent you a text and was like, ha ha, there's my kill, delete after reading. <laughs> I would think you were kidding. What the fuck, man? <laughs> um... He was dying? I, I don't know. That's was I mean, we're all message. dying. That's interesting. His mother, perhaps more technology, uh, technologically advanced than her teenage son, informed Cruz that the police could easily just pull up her deleted history. Right. Under investigation, the Purge-inspired shooter confessed to everything and was sentenced to life without parole. Oh, my God. What the fuck, man? You can't just go and kill people. Like, you have to have a reason. In the purge, you like you had to have a reason, didn't you? I mean, I've never seen it, but you didn't have to have a reason. You could just pick you could just anybody. randomly just kill people. Yeah, it was a lawless night. Lawless night. Yeah, but even in lawlessness, there's rules. Not that apparently. Huh. Okay, just got a couple more, and we're done. And you will know the answer to this, but I don't know they've seen this movie, so probably not or the show. Um, do you know? Who Norman Bates, the original pop culture serial killer icon, was based off of? No. Okay. So Norman Bates, first created um, by author Robert Block in his book Psycho from 1959, adapted that into a film later, um, a year later. Arguably one um, began the modern obsession with serial killers in filmology. In the book, though, Bates is um, lives in the Bates Hotel, where he's a handsome, young, shy boy on the surface, but Bates is actually a serial killer with disassociative identity disorder. He is a deeply bonded with his deceased mother, who I, uh, whose identity he assumes at an unnightly basis. Now, do you have an idea? Uh-uh. What serial killer was, a, or I guess technically not a killer, was but what? like obsessed with their mother and wanted to be his mother. 
You covered him. Yeah, I mean, Edward Gein, but yep. but he wasn't, he didn't want to be her. He wanted to, like, create her. Yeah, because after she died, right? But that's what ins- inspired it. So the character of Norman Bates was believed to be inspired by grave robbing ghoul Ed Gein. Oh, my God. He was so gross. Mostly too. that obsessive bond with his mother is what that came from. Yeah. And we just watched this movie. We did? This last one. Are you ready? I just had you watch this for, for something we've got going in the future here. Silence of the Lambs. Yep. Yeah. Do you know what real-life serial killer inspired Hannibal Lecter? You're not going to know this one. Um, no. So people often think that Dr. Hannibal Lecter um, from the Silence of the Lamb franchise is purely fictional. However, author Thomas Harris has since stated that Lecter was inspired by real-life murderer surgeon Alfredo Bali Trevino. Trevino was a medic intern in 1959 that slit his own lover's throat with a scalpel after a violent argument. Trevino then cut the body up into little pieces and buried it um, in a in a lot, in like a parking lot. Holy crap! I thought that I thought that Hector was like actually like a combination of a couple different killers. It is, but that's like the main. That's one. That's the main but, one. Yeah. So Thomas Hen- um, Harris met Trevino when he was on assignment for the Montgomery Police and or prison in Mexico. Harris initially believed that Trevino was a real um, was the prison doctor, but only after talking to him did Harris realize Trevino was the inmate. Harris claimed Trevino was a small man with red hair who stood um, very still and spoke elegantly. He passed away in 2009 at 81 years old. Interestingly, though, in a real-life um, event simil- eerily similar to the Hannibal Lecter and Clarence Starling, yeah. um, serial killer Ted Bundy was actually consulted by defendants or detectives for another serial case. I didn't realize he yeah. was consulting. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So, in 1986, detectives flew from Oregon, from Oregon, flew to Florida to meet with Ted Bundy in prison, who, this is so interesting to me, who was awaiting his execution at that time. Bundy had read all about the murders of the Green River Killer the same year and offered his insight to help catch him. Bundy told detectives that the culprit was most likely revisiting the sites to dump the bodies, and this was how detectives eventually caught the Green River Killer. Yeah. I didn't know he was, like, consulting. Yeah, I think it was him, wasn't it? It, it was either him or Jeffrey Dahmer. One of, the, one of those two actually wanted to them to do, like, brain scans and surgery on them while they were alive to see why, they're, why they did the things that they Isn't did. Isn't that so, perp- like, wild? Yeah. That's all I got for today. That's enough. That was enough. That I'm was a lot. S- I'm but. still hung up on the... There's... 25 serial killers in America right now. 25 to 50. Jesus Christ. That that means that there could be one in every single state. Yeah. More than likely, there's probably like five in California. Like which three means, in Texas. <laughs> which means that there, yeah, probably three in Texas. Maybe, maybe four, three or four in New York. Kansas seems to be a hot spot. Michigan. Michigan, definitely a hot spot. Washington. Um, but, but... I know that a lot of serial killers pass through Wyoming. They do. Was it Bundy that 
came through? Here? A lot of them have. There have been a lot of serial killers that have done time here. and Not done time, but like spent time here. Yeah. So thank you for coming to episode two of Serial Killer Trivia. I knew that you weren't going to know many of those because a lot of that I didn't know. And I was like, yeah. whoa, okay. Eek, I don't like it. Okay, well, thank you guys for being here today. <laughs> Stay safe, everyone.